Welcome to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. Let me ask you a question. Do you enjoy helping other people? Do people keep coming to you for advice? Or maybe you keep finding yourself in career conversations. If you want to know what it really takes to become a career coach and help others pursue work they love by doing something that you love, well, then this is the podcast for you. We will be talking to experienced career coaches, exploring what it really means to be a career coach and how they were able to first get their start, the challenges they overcame, and many lessons learned along the way. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. I'm the CEO and founder of Happen to Your Career and the creator of the Professional Career Coach Training and Certification. Welcome to building a profitable and flexible coaching business, the three biggest mistakes and how to avoid them. I am pretty excited to have you join in along today. This is a training that we only do about uh, once a year for the last several years. So it's a ton of fun for me to talk about and share with you wherever and whatever stage of coaching business that you are at, whether you're just thinking about becoming a coach or you have started experimenting and dipping your toes into the water, or you even have clients of your own, no matter what stage, this is going to be a fun way to be able to help you make progress within your coaching business and avoid some of these mistakes that we see so many people in the first two years of building a business make again and again and again. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. I'm the CEO and founder of Happen to Your Career, also the creator of the Professional Career Coach Certification and Training that we have had around for the last couple of years. And I'll tell you, you know, I originally got into got into career coaching probably for some of the same reasons that you might be very interested in making a career out of it now. I was finding that after making a variety of transitions myself, I was having lots of conversations about careers and life with all kinds of people. These were coaching type conversations and people coming to me for advice and I found that I was absolutely loving them and I wanted to do more. And as I was looking at transitioning away from what at one point in time was my dream job, I realized that, you know what, (laughs) this is something that I'm already doing and already delivering value to people and they're loving. And how could I turn this into a business? How could I make this a viable income and How could I have this type of impact on many more people in the world? And that's what I set out to explore. It's been about seven years ago since, uh, actually almost eight years ago since started having some of those thoughts. And I want to be able to share a lot of the things that I've learned along the way with you. So here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover some of the biggest differences between two categories of coaches, what we call broke coaches which are those folks that are wanting to build coaching businesses, but are not doing so very successfully. And what we call stellar coaches. I'll tell you more about both of those and some of the biggest differences between them and how we can get you to spend much more of your time doing things that stellar coaches do and building their business. And then I want to talk you through the three biggest mistakes that we see new coaches make in those first two years of business or even before they begin a business. And we're going to do that by 
allowing you to see a peek behind the scenes in terms of how we teach new coaches to build thriving businesses. Because I don't just want to give you the biggest mistakes. I want to help you understand how to avoid those as well. That's the part that's going to make the difference for you, right? So we're going to show you some of the ways that we teach other people and even give you a glimpse into some of how we've done that here at Happen to Your Career. And at the very end of this, also going to give you an opportunity to have a conversation with us specifically to how you can implement some of the pieces we're going to talk about to grow your business, no matter what situation that you are in. So stay tuned for how that that can happen here. That's an opportunity that we don't make available and haven't made available to everybody. So I'll tell you more about that and how you can take advantage of that along the way. So whatever stage that you're coming to us at right now, regardless of whether you've already started coaching or maybe haven't started yet, but you're in those beginning stages, then I want you to think about why you're interested in this in the first place. Why are you interested in the first place? Is it because you have had some of these conversations that I mentioned earlier and you're wondering how you can turn this into something much bigger? Is it because you want to be able to help people in this particular way and you found that you have a knack for it? Is it because there's something even more? Is it because it would offer a different types of flexibility than what you currently have? Maybe something completely different beyond that. It Here's what I want you to think about. What would it mean for you to become a successful career coach? What would What would that change in your life? What specifically would that change in your life? Over the last probably, oh my goodness, five, six, seven years, someplace around there, I have had the pleasure of talking with over 500 people that were becoming a career coach or already doing coaching. And one of the things that I've learned is there's a variety of reasons that people get into this. They might get into this because they've discovered that the type of person that people come to for help and advice and are having those same conversations that we mentioned earlier, they might be getting into this because they want to make this type of impact in the world and helping each other or helping other people in this way with their careers is something that is exciting for them. Also, you know, we found that one of the biggest drivers is being able to have much more flexibility and autonomy in working how and where and when you want. And that's something that we know not just for coaches. This is one of the most important things that drives decisions and has an impact on career happiness for everyone in the world. It's not the only thing. Um, and we've dove deep into the last, uh, we've dove deep into career happiness and the psychology around that for many years now and learned an awful lot along the way and been able to practice even more of it with, uh, with our clients. But this is true for career coaches as well. Being able to have that flexibility to do what you want and being able to work when you want is something that is really powerful in making it a better situation, a um, a viable situation, an enjoyable situation, a thriving situation over and over again. That allows you to be able to spend time with loved ones. It allows you to be able to, you know, choose where you're working. You know, I spent, um, the last, <laughs> last couple of years, we've taken our family, um, pulled my kids out of school for, 
about a month at a time, a little over a month at a time, and then went and lived in another country. We spent this last April in 2018 uh, working from the UK uh, and being able to travel around and visit it and live in in the UK, experiencing what that was like, in order to in order to help my kids understand what uh, what different cultures and and countries and things like that can be like too. That was something that was important to me. But having the ability to do that has been completely life-changing. So I want to tell you that if those are things that you're looking for, this training is absolutely for you. Or if you've thought about coaching but are unsure whether it's really for you, then hang around because you're going to absolutely enjoy this training and getting a getting a peek about what it's really like and some of the things that really matter as you're building a coaching business. And then if you're a newer coach and maybe looking for some frameworks and uh, ways to be able to make decisions or how to market your business, then you're going to absolutely love this. Or if you're worried about not blending into a crowd, want to make sure that you understand how to stand out. Even if you are a veteran coach and have been building the business for years, then you're going to enjoy those pieces of this training. Now, I promised you we were going to cover some of the biggest differences between what we call stellar coaches and broke coaches. And one of the things that uh, <laughs> that we've learned is that broke coaches, well, on average, they're making about twenty seven thousand uh, dollars a year. They are doing this as a hobby, even though they'd love to be doing it full time, or they're doing it full time and they're struggling. They're perpetually chasing after clients. They don't know where or how to make this repetitive. They don't know how to turn the marketing side into a system that's really useful and helpful to potential clients to build relationship and get to know them. And it's causing a bit of stress in their life on top of that versus stellar coaches. Well, (laughs) stellar coaches understand where to spend their time. And even if not everything is going perfectly for them, they still have a plan that works in being able to build a business. They know that when they put so many hours into their marketing, into their business, that they're going to be able to have clients as a result from that. And then they are spending more of their time being able to make sure that the clients that they do have get results. And they know that those clients getting results is actually going to help with referrals. It's going to help with, um, with, making sure that uh, the system is repeated again and again and again. So broke coach, someone who is well-intentioned, but they're chasing clients all the time. They're not very profitable. They're low income or barely scraping by or struggling in that side. And because of all that, they're not able to devote the time that they want to into really making sure that their clients are getting results or that they're delivering for their clients. Where on the opposite side, a stellar coach is somebody who positions their business as a specialized service. They deeply know and understand the market that they work with and have strategies on how to serve them. And then they charge based on not what they're worth. I think that is a bogus thing that causes us to undercharge. Again, I know that that statement's tossed around, but instead, I want you to do what stellar coaches are doing, which is charging based on the value that you're delivering. Now, of course, I think it almost goes without saying, but stellar coaches are 
able to enjoy the coaching that they're doing. And that is an active part of it because they have these other pieces of their business set up, set up to be able to create a viable income, set up so that they're not wondering where their next client's going to come from for months at a time, set up so that they can actually serve their clients, which is a totally different way to look at it from. Okay, let's jump into these three biggest mistakes that new coaches make. Mistake number one. Mistake number one is, well, (laughs) when you start helping people. Because when should you start helping people as a career coach? When is the right time? When is the wrong time? We see a lot of people make this mistake and not for the reasons that you might think. And I want to help illustrate that here because this is the exact same question that we get asked all the time as well. When is the right time to start helping people? And to illustrate that, I want you to meet Andrea. Andrea worked in corporate America for a long time. She found herself constantly involved in coaching and career conversations as a part of her job in in leadership. And she realized that she was enjoying these immensely. She wanted to do so much more of this. <laughs> I think that you're noticing a pattern and a theme here from what we've seen of a lot of different uh, a lot of different coaches' evolution. And Well, in Andrea's case, she decided that she wanted to make a transition to becoming a career coach and a speaker full-time. So we got to meet her when she applied to work with us in our professional career coaching training and certification program. And halfway into the PCC program, I ended up having a personal discussion with her. And she asked this question. She asked, should I wait until I have my certification to start charging? And I thought that was a good question. I thought it was a great question. It's also a variation of that question we mentioned earlier. What's the right time, the wrong time at various different levels? And let me ask you a question back. When you get paid (laughs) uh, for, well, let me ask you in this way. If if you're going to get a certification in human resources, project management, engineering, I don't know, pick another area. Do you get paid first? Before having the certification, or do you get paid after you have the certification? Okay, this is a little bit of a trick question, but what you'll find in that all of those areas, before I can get a PHR or SPHR in human resources, I have to have human resources experience first, paid human resources experience. And same thing for same thing for engineering. Yeah, I have to I have to be working as an engineer before I can get that certification. Okay. Now, I'm taking you down this road because we see the same type of behavior regardless of whether we're talking about certification or we're talking about when you start having pro bono type uh, type of interactions with clients or for any other portion, any other stage in a career coaching business. We find that those people who are moving much slower or building businesses unsuccessfully, like the bro coach we were talking about, they aren't helping people and they're hiding behind the the when I phenomenon. And I'll tell you about that in just a second here. And they're doing this out of a variety of very natural human fears where the stellar coach is helping people immediately at every step of the way, every step of the way. So 
What do I mean when I say the when I phenomena? Well, another way to think about mistake number one is thinking you have to be perfect or have experience in every area uh, or have all your ducks in a row or everything all ready to go before beginning to help anyone. That is that is another way to articulate the mistake. We're waiting for when I, when I get my certification, I'll start charging. When I, you know, when I am feeling much more comfortable, then I will uh, try to formalize and have some pro bono type of um, interactions with potential clients. When I, you know, have. It doesn't matter. I mean, insert your insert your when I here. We see this again and again and again. One of the really clear pieces of of logic that we've seen exclusively across the board is people who are wanting to build career coaching businesses are not moving forward only when they are comfortable. People who are building successful businesses feel the fear and do it anyway. They recognize that they're going to be scared. They recognize there's going to be discomfort and they are moving forward before they feel ready. They are not waiting for the when I. Okay. So how to begin working with people immediately. One of the things that we we have realized is that in order to help people through this, through all of the things that hold us back on the on the mental side or the mental barriers that cause us to think, I need to wait until this happens before I take the next step. We know that's very much human nature. And that's why we've actually built that into all of the ways that we help career coaches. Well, one of the things that we found helps eliminate that when I is giving people very specific ways to be able to make this happen, even though they're a little bit uncomfortable with it. Okay. So one example of that is let's say that you're in the stage where you want to begin working with people and working with people in a pro bono capacity. So you want to be taking on some, we'll call them unpaid clients for the moment, but you want to formalize the relationship so that you can practice. Well, I want to give you a script for how you can do that. We call this one the side hustle approach, and it's a very simple script. And here's how it goes. It goes, hey, I'm I'm not sure if I've told you this. Let's say that somebody has approached you. You're having a conversation with them about uh, their career, and they're like, oh, I'm trying to decide whether I should keep going for this promotion or whether or not I should leave and go and make a move towards another company where I can make career advances faster. And you're like, you know what? That sounds like a really good question. I'm not sure if I've told you this, but I've started a career coaching business on the side. It's something that I've been very interested in for a long time and absolutely loved doing and loved helping people in this way. And you know what? I would be thrilled to pieces to have a conversation with you about that exact question that you mentioned and trying to help you work through it. And you know what? No, no charge, no obligation. I'd just like to help in any way that I can. Is that something you'd like a little bit of help with? If so, we can set up a, set up a time to have that conversation. And what that does is actually several different things. Thing number one is it allows you to be a, get practice actually coaching and actually helping, which then allows you to be able to feel more comfortable. But here's the other thing that it does too, that a lot of people don't realize. Let's say that you've now been 
coaching people for a little while, you've gotten practice, you're starting to feel fairly comfortable with uh, being able to get people results. And I'm at the stage where maybe I'm not, uh, maybe I'm scared to, to charge people, but um, but I know that it's about time for me to make that next step and begin working with paid clients. When you've had a few of these types of conversations, when you have gotten comfortable with that side hustle type approach, it's a natural pivot into the next step of having paid clients as well, because then I've already set it up so that I am now having initial conversations with them. I'm helping them. I'm making sure that they're getting some results. And then um, I can come back to them and say, you know what? Uh, It seems like you have really benefited a whole bunch from um, the conversations that we've been having. And if you want to continue to work together, uh, I think I can help you even more. I think I can help you um, be able to get to that you know, in the case of them deciding whether to stay or go, I think I can, now that you've decided to go, I think I can help you be able to make that transition. If you'd like to figure out how we can work together and what specifically that looks like, I'd be thrilled to set up another conversation and we can talk about how I can help, what the details like costs are, and how I work with people to be able to make that happen. Is that something you'd like to do? And if they say yes, then guess what? You've now just invited them to be able to have a conversation with you where they are inquiring for you about paid services. Congratulations. It's a it's a very easy two-step process in that regard. Okay, so why am I telling you this? I want you to understand how this can work together and what has a tendency to get in the way is the when eyes. All right. We're also making the assumption here that you have developed enough skills along the way that you can, in fact, help them in a coaching capacity. Um, I want to give you another mistake, though. I want to give you another mistake and help you through it, too. So one of the biggest things that we see is that New coaches are spending their marketing efforts in the wrong places. So how do you know where? The real question becomes, how do you know where to market? Is that blogs? Is that Instagram ads? Is that Google AdWords, affiliate marketing, billboards? Do I need to do skywriting, blimps? Like what what should I be doing, right? Podcasts? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or something else. You know, there's nearly infinite possibilities. But what we find is that If you're asking yourself this question, then you've probably already gone down the wrong road. The real question is not where. It's not where. It's the wrong question. Don't ask where. Instead, I want you to begin asking who. Okay. (laughs) Now you're like, wait a minute. Hold on. Who? Like That doesn't even make any sense. Okay. So how does knowing who help? All right. This is where I want to give you an example. Okay. The way that I'm going to do this here is I'm going to actually show you two different websites of coaches who are just starting out, just on the on the cusp, just really starting to get into coaching as a business. And um, website number one looks like this. You know, when you when you hit on it, you see a headline, you see reveal, inspire, empower, 
And I see the same thing as I scroll down into their philosophy, reveal possibilities, inspire change, empower growth. And then it's got an about section and about her. And then I keep going and I get into some of those services where it says personal coaching, executive coaching, speaking, all of these other services, all these things that I offer. Okay. And I've got a menu up top. And who do you think this website is catering to? Who do you think she helps? Who do you, who do you think she helps? And <laughs> from what I've already you know, read off here, and it, if you're unsure about this, then guess what? The people that she helps are probably unsure too. She is gone so broadly here that she probably is not appealing to very many people. So um, if I can't tell who she's helping, nobody else likely can either. All right. Now here's another website. This is, this is again, it's a starter website. It's the first version of a website. And, uh, this one's called live only twice. It says life isn't about finding yourself. It's life is about creating yourself. Take the midlife transition into your hands. And then it says building authorship into your work, your career and well-being. Take the midlife transition in your hands, into your hands. Okay. Now, just with that little bit of copy on the website, you can start to get a better idea of who this person helps. Yes, it's a yes, it's a, a starter website. And yes, this is the first version, and it'll probably go through many iterations and everything else, but you can still start to get an idea. So my question becomes: which coach knows their market better? Is it the you know reveal, inspire, empower? And I do coaching and personal coaching and executive coaching and 400 other types of coaching, or is it take the midlife transition into your hands with live only twice? I'm going to guess, which is probably the same as you, that the person who um, built live only twice, which in this case it happens to be. Uh, one of the people that we helped out in our PCC program, um, his name's Otto, and you can guess just by looking at them. This he, uh, he helps people that are in midlife transition and want to take uh, that midlife transition into their own hands, not just for their career, but in all aspects. And I can get that pretty quickly from the copy. And as you might guess too, Otto knows a whole bunch about his target market. Otto knows a whole bunch about who he works with. Otto has an idea of what they say when they're at the dinner table. Otto has an idea of the biggest things that are plaguing their mind as they're thinking about this problem of making a a big transition into a second act career. Where, you know, on the other side, um, the website that says reveal, inspire, empower, um, it's not going to resonate with very many people necessarily because it's so vague. Okay. So now here's that, that misconception. Let's come back to this choosing specifically who to focus your efforts on. A lot of people think that that will limit who you work with. However, just as we saw with those two websites, the exact opposite is true. If I am, you know, picking, picking a very specific, narrow, maybe even, um, uncomfortably narrow, 
group to work with for you, what we find is that will actually attract those people very strongly and it'll attract other people on top of that. However, if we go the opposite way and we try to appeal to everybody, then that's not going to attract anybody at all. If you don't resonate with anyone, you're going to have very few clients where vice versa, if you resonate strongly with a few people and at the same time, you um, will inevitably attract other people, that's going to allow you many, many more clients. Okay. But how do you think they found that out in the first place? How do you think Otto found that out? Well, it turns out Otto found that out by choosing a very specific target market and then going and talking to those people, doing market research, which is one of the best ways to actually do two things, understand where and who those people are and how to reach them at the same time. Plus, as a bonus, you get to understand how they think, what they say, what their biggest worries are, and everything in between. So, If I don't do that, if I don't get very incredibly uncomfortably narrow, then I'm going to miss out on that opportunity. And anything else is trying to focus on too many people, which is mistake number two. If you try to focus on too many people and you're trying to um, talk to all of them by marketing everywhere to everyone on every platform, it's going to be incredibly frustrating. Oh, that sounds exhausting just talking about it, right? So instead, I don't want to ask, where should I market? Instead, I want to ask, who do I want to help? And then when I ask and get very narrow with who I want to help, it becomes obvious where those people actually are spending their time. And then that answers the question for me about where should I, where should I market? Where should I put my efforts? Okay. The problem here of course, is that most people start out with vaguely defined target markets, which they just don't know very well. This causes their marketing efforts to become very generic. They spend time and effort and money in the wrong places, and uh, it's not very helpful at all. And then they're perpetually frustrated and they become one of those broke coaches. No good. Instead, by choosing a market and getting overly specific with it, that allows us to have a completely different approach. Now, let me give you an example here. Okay, so let's compare Broke Coach and how they think about their target market and what they know about their target market to Olivia, who is somebody who worked with uh, a few years back and is uh, has started not one, but two successful businesses in the career industry. Actually, more accurately, she started one and then um, developed a partnership with uh, for the second one. Okay, so... Target market. How does a broke coach think about that? Broke coach says, well, I want to work with women 20 through 50 years old. Um, They want to change jobs. Olivia says, I want to work with women in the USA, 26 through 32. They're highly educated. They have a master's or PhD. They're underemployed millennials making 50 to 60K a year. They have one or more jobs. They're on the job hunt right now. They're not having success. Notice the specificity there. Complete difference. Okay, well, what about what they want? Broke coach says they want a really good job that pays them more money. They want to get paid more. But Olivia knows because she's talked to these people, she's done her market research, she's interacted with them, she knows what they say to their spouse at the dinner table. They want to feel like their education was worth it. 
They want to feel like their talents are not going to waste in a job that's beneath them. Well, what about why they want this? Why they want this? Broke Coach says, uh, actually, Broke Coach makes up something here because they haven't done this level of uh, level of research and don't necessarily know exactly. They can only assume why they really want it based on their own experiences. And so the reality is they're not totally sure. But Olivia knows that they feel like they're wasting their time and wasting their lives too. They want to contribute to something. They want to have that feeling of contributing to something. They want to feel like their parents can be proud of them and they're not afraid to tell people what they do. They want to be challenged as well. Um, What about on the opposite side, their fears and frustrations? Bro coach says, well, they're worried they're not going to reach their full potential. Where Olivia knows that they're embarrassed to be doing work that doesn't need an advanced degree and that they're barely making money after the student loan payment. They worry that an investment in grad school was a waste, and that's pulling on them. It's tugging on them in lots of different ways. And in some ways, they don't ever completely stop thinking about it. Okay, do you notice the stark difference? Now, along with that, since Olivia has done her research, she knows where these people are at. She knows where they're not at, too. She knows whether they're on Instagram versus Facebook or whether these people listen to podcasts or read blog posts or watch YouTube videos. She knows what podcast they might listen to because she's interacted with them. She's talked to them. She understands that from firsthand interaction. And get this, because she's done that market research, unsurprisingly, a few of those folks have turned into clients along the way too. Okay. And that's, that's something that we see again and again when we guide people through this process of identifying the who first. Okay. And here's another way to think about it. If you were going fishing, where would you want to fish? Would you want to fish out in the open water where there is, you know, you have to put a hook in, you've got to do all of these different um, you know, you've got to do all these different things to get the right bait for the right fish and everything else. Or would you want to drop your hook in where there's so many fish that even if you don't have bait on it, that you can, you know, you can pull out a fish. And in fact, I remember this time where my dad took me fishing in Northern Idaho, where I'm originally from way back when, and we went fishing in these little tiny creeks, we call them creeks, but little tiny stream that had rainbow trout. And there were so many fish. You could see them just like pouring over the rocks just completely. And, uh, he, for just, just for kicks, he's like, yeah, don't put any bait on now. Just drop your hook in and 60 seconds go by boom, fish on the hook and do the same thing again. Yeah. Another, another 60 seconds fish on the hook and did that for an hour straight. Had to throw a lot of the fish back. Not all of them were, were huge, but would you rather have that situation or would you rather want to be out on a boat, wandering around, wondering if this is the right fishing hole, chasing after things? Because that's the equivalent of what people are doing. We don't want to put our efforts where there's tons and tons of people in the marketplace. Instead, we want to find that little teeny tiny stream and we want to set up our marketing efforts there. That's what we want to do. We want to build our home on that particular space. That's where we can build authority, credibility, and you know, we can we can put a <laughs> we can put our hook in and be able to pull out as many fish as we want to. 
completely different way to think about it. You do not get that unless you're focused on a very, very narrow niche. That's the only way that you find those streams. Again, I find that for almost everybody, this gets to the point where it's uncomfortably narrow. All right. Mistake number three. Let's talk about mistake number three here. Spending your time in the wrong areas that really aren't helping your business grow. Okay. Now, the reality here is that most successful coaches have built their business on the side. What they're not doing is they're not quitting their job and spending two years on a sabbatical and leisurely putting together their business. Uh, I wish I could say that is the case. However, I've talked to well over 500 coaches. I think it's been approaching 600 or so in the last um, uh, six years, six, seven years, I guess it's been. And um, and my team has had done tons of research as we've built out our, our certification programs and our um, our business accelerator programs. and. What we find is that most people are building it within the fringes of time where they have another job or another source of income. And they're making that transition gradually as opposed to jumping in the deep end with no parachute. Okay. So if that's the case, then I want to make sure that you understand how to do that. Because if you're in that situation, that means every second working on your business counts. I remember that I used to get up and spend the first couple of hours of each day working on my business as I was making the transition and building a business on the side of my job as an HR leader. And um, I that meant if I only had a couple hours in the morning, if that, then I'd better be working on the things that were allowing me to either grow the business or serving my existing clients. Everything else that wasn't fitting into those two categories was not going to be that useful. Okay, now here's what we find. Most coaches, as they're beginning in the, in the first stages, even the ones that are getting clients, they're spending their time on administrative type things like scheduling clients. Or if they don't have clients, they're trying to chase down potential clients in really ineffective ways, or they're running advertisements, or they're collecting payments and creating invoices. And they're doing all of these things that are taking time away from the other two areas. But what if, what if you could automate all of these? What if you could do a little bit of work set this up once so that you didn't ever have to do these pieces again, or it became a rarity. And instead you could focus your time and effort in the small amount of time that you have on building a business. A lot of people don't think about the time impact here, but that's one of the things that we see again and again and again, is that mistake number three is not taking the time to create the systems and automation that allows you to focus the remaining amount of time and effort that you have on things that are going to cause you to be successful and get where you want to go. Instead, people um, people are just wallowing in that. They are doing the same thing over and over again and then wondering why it's so difficult to be able to build a business. So, Instead, I want to help you understand how to use some automated systems and do the work once and having the systems work for you. And I'm going to give you um, an example of that. So the question here, how do I build the business on the fringes of my time? 
and automate the portions that are administrative or don't need myself in order to be involved with it? And then how do I have that just continue to run on autopilot so that I can focus all of my other efforts on creating this business that becomes a beautiful way to allow flexibility to your life versus being a burden for having to do all the stuff that you probably don't want to do anyways. Um, I don't find too many people that are super excited about, um, about the repetitive administrative tasks and would not rather be coaching or not rather bringing in new clients. Okay. So here's this example. First of all, imagine a completely different way to build a coaching business. What if just on a random day, this happened yesterday, actually it happened today too. Um, what if you had two potential clients just show up on your calendar they just show up. You've never met them before. You haven't extensively interacted with them. And they're now on your calendar because they want to talk to you about working together. What if that happened? Well, it turns out that that's actually how we do business every single day. So it used to be um, they'd show up on my calendar. Now they show up on Philip's calendar, who's our director of student success and talks to every single person prior to them enrolling in any of our programs to make sure that they really truly are the right fit. Um, But here's how that might look. This is just a quick sketch of an example. So let's say that people visit your website. At that point in time, they're probably not very sure if they want to work with you, Um, but they've landed on your website and they are excited about um, you know, maintaining contact with you. So they sign up for your newsletter, they sign up for uh, a gift that you give them, any number of other things. That actually sends their contact information to your email service. Your email service um, sends out a series of emails for the next three, four, five days. After um, each of those days goes by, they get one of those emails Okay, so immediately they might get a welcome email and have a link to uh, to you know a PDF or or something that is very helpful to them, and it allows them to be able to get to know you and build relationship with you. Because remember, coaching is very very personal, so people only want to work with people that they feel connected to, and only want to work with people that they feel really good about and feel like they have a great potential relationship with. And um, if that's not there, they they don't want to work with you, quite frankly. Um, so it's got to be very, very personal in that way. And they have to have the opportunity to get to know you. So day two, uh, maybe they get another email and that has additional resources, additional way to be able to get to know and understand how you work and how you might be able to solve the problems that they're having. And Maybe on on the day after that, they get an email with an invite to schedule a call. That call could invite them to help them in particular, help them be able to um, be able to, to solve their problem. That directs to a link to your application to work with you and your calendar so they can schedule an appointment. Maybe they don't do that on day two. Maybe they get the other email on day three and day five where it's got the same link. And that point in time, they decide. Some people won't decide at all. However, here's how we do this. You know, get that email that has the link to apply. They can schedule a call. This prompts them to fill out an application 
And then after they fill out that application, sharing a little bit about what their challenges are, what they're struggling with, what their, um, what, why they want to work with you in the first place, what they've already tried. There's a variety of things that we put on our, our applications, whether you call it an application or not, it's a form that allows you to collect more information to determine if they're a great fit and help you understand how to best serve them. And then from there, they schedule a call. We use a system called Acuity. Acuity is a great little web app. There's plenty of them out there. Some of them are even free. And um, regardless of what you use, it might look a little bit like this, where they can click and schedule an appointment. And then once they schedule that appointment, it allows them to choose a time that works well for them, but is also free on your calendar. And then from there, they enter their contact information, confirm their time, they add it to their calendar. You get a confirmation email, they get a confirmation email, the appointment's locked and loaded, it's added to both your calendars, they get a text reminder afterwards, actually, that's something that that uh, we send out a text reminder so that they don't miss the appointment. And then we get to the pleasure of showing up and understanding exactly how we can best serve them, trying to give them as much help as possible on that call, and then trying to decide, is it worth continuing to talk about whether or not work together? Are they the right fit? Are you the right fit for them? Okay, that's an example of how all of that, keep in mind, everything we just covered happens automatically, not just in our business, but the business of many coaches that we've helped over the years. And that we do that with many areas of the business because again, where do I want to spend my time? I want to spend my time on those areas that are directly allowing me to work with more people or on coaching those people that have already said, yes, I want to work with you. And they've already paid you money up front in advance to be able to have your help. And what we found though, if we go back to that, when I, you can have When you're building a coaching business, you can have results and focus your efforts on getting results, or you can focus your efforts on why things aren't working, but not necessarily both. So I want to help you understand how we can help here. One of the things that that we can help you do is be able to um, be able to understand how to apply these within your life, within the business that you want to build. And, you know, whether that is deciding what your target market is, or whether it is understanding where you can pick up more time within the fringes of your, your daily life and what that looks like in your world, or whether that is trying to decide is career coaching the right path for you. Or if you're already, uh, already have some paying clients at this point in trying to figure out how do I get more paying clients and what can that look like for me, then we can absolutely help with that too. So I told you at the very beginning of this that we would uh, do something that we really haven't done (laughs) before, and we would actually get on the phone with you uh, and be able to allow you to schedule a conversation where we can go through and figure out how do you make this work in your world? Okay, so specifically, you can go to happentoyourcareer.com slash apply, happentoyourcareer.com slash apply, or you can email hello at happentoyourcareer.com and we'll help you schedule this. Um, or even email me directly and I'll, I'll get you to the right place, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. And 
we'll make sure that we, we get this for you. But what we'll do is we'll have you, we'll ask you a few questions, try and understand where you're at within the stages of your coaching business, very beginning, already have clients someplace in between. And then we'll help you understand a um, plan to be able to make these types of things that we just discussed work for you. So you can avoid some of these mistakes that we've already talked about. And on top of that, um, we can answer any other questions along the way within the time that we have. Now, why would we do this? Okay. Well, there's a variety of different reasons. Honestly, this is just a much more fun for us way for us to do business. If we get to help out, um, help out a few folks and allow them to be able to build their businesses, that is awesome. We also have found over the years that, you know, if, as we're interacting with people in this capacity, and if we're being really, truly helpful, uh, then we're going to end up working with, uh, with a few people that we get on calls with, because inevitably we'll find that, Hey, you know, there's these areas that you need help out with. And guess what? We could support you through the entire, entire process of that. And some people were going to find that, you know what? The single call takes care of their problems and challenges, and that's good enough. And if that's okay, if that works out that way, then I'm hundred percent cool with that. We've, we've done things like that over the years. And, um, and I would love to support you in that particular way. If however, we find that, uh, that there's other ways we can support you, whether it be through our professional career coach program or our coaching business accelerator program or anything else that we do, then you better believe we're going to, we're going to talk about that and figure out if, uh, if it's worthwhile to continue the conversation or if that might be a fit, if it is, we can absolutely help. If not, we're 100% okay with that too. What I would say though, is that <laughs> if you're trying to figure out how to do all this and you're trying to figure out how to build a successful coaching business where you continually have clients, this could be some of the very best ways that you could spend 45 minutes <laughs> by spending 45 minutes here and being able to help us understand the type of business that you want to build and where you're, where you're having trouble with it. And us being able to point out some of that, and we can save you many hours or days, or just help you make leaps and bounds in terms of progress in your goals, whatever they look like, whether it's building out a flexible business that allows you to travel, like we have it here at happened your career, or whether it's something completely different. I think that, <laughs> In fact, I guarantee that this will be one of the very best ways that you can use 45 minutes of your time versus anything else that you might do. And we just talked a whole lot about using your time very, very wisely. And again, if we can support you on beyond that, that's great. If we can't, and that's not a good fit, that's okay too. But the entire focus of the call is going to be for you to find out what you can do to make your, your business and your dreams a reality for you. If you're ready to get to the next stage in, of building out a business that uh, that really makes sense for your world and build out a career coaching practice uh, that can turn into a full-time gig if you want it to, then we'd love to chat. And then you should you know, drop me an email, Scott, at Happen to Your Career, or go to happentoyourcareer.com slash apply. Tell us more about where you're at 
what you think you need, and then schedule an appointment right after that. Hey, by the way, you get to see that system in action that we use for all the other areas in our business too, that automated piece of it. So as a, as a bonus, you'll get to see that too uh, actually happen in real life. And then from there, we'll get on and help you out. Hey, I hope that you've enjoyed this. If there's anything else that uh, that we can help out with, you want to know any other questions, uh, you want to ask us anything else about what it's actually like to become a, a full-time career coach or what other struggles actually have happened, or you're just interested in learning more about whether or not our professional career coaching training is right for you or certification, if that's right for you, drop us an email. Um, again, my personal email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Uh, either me or a member of my team will get back to you and we'll figure out the very, very best way that we can support what you're doing. Because we've learned over the last number of years that we're not going to be able to help every single person in the world. And quite frankly, not every single person in the world wants our help from our business. And we're okay with that, which means that since there's so many people in the world that need this type of help with their careers and career coaching uh, type help, then that means we're going to have to make sure that we're working with people to become successful career coaches and run successful career coaching businesses. So that is our commitment to making sure that we're helping much more of the world reach career happiness. And that's what we'd love to do. Love to support you in any way that we can. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here and uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought of the training. Drop me an email just to do that or any other way that we can support you. Scott, it happened to your career. Uh, thank you so much for uh, our team being here too. Um, Philip, who is our director of student success, uh, Josh, who is our podcast and content manager. And thank you so much for making sure that all these things run smoothly. I will see y'all later and kudos to you for taking the time and investing it in yourself. <laughs> kudos to you because most of the rest of the world isn't going to do that. And, um, really, really, really nice job making that happen. Keep taking steps forward. Building a career coaching business is not the easiest thing in the world, but I can attest firsthand that it's definitely one of the most rewarding. All right. See y'all later. Adios. I am out. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode on how to become a career coach. Go to howtobeacareercoach.com to sign up for our 14-day email series that takes you through step-by-step -step everything you need to become a career coach and find out how it could be possible for you. 